show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, Mike is in the building. Say hi, Mike. <coughs> hey. A lot of build up for a lot of nothing, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey. Hey, Michael. You guys might know me from Chris vs. the World. That's on YouTube. Laser Lemming. That's on YouTube. Uploaded.com. That's on the internet. Not just YouTube. You guys can subscribe to this show if you don't know this. If you're new to this show, you can subscribe to this show for new episodes every single Friday. We're everywhere podcasts are sold for free. Look up the show. It's called Chris to Chris. If you can't find it, search Chris to Chris up and load it. If you really want to help people find it, review it for us. Hey, preferably a five-star review. Oh, my gosh. Preferably a five-star review on some sort of iTunes equivalent. That'd be great. Hey, enough begging. Enough begging for your love. Let's get into it. We got a great show for y'all this week. You know, we're going to be talking about The Last of Us Part 2. That's a video game. We're also going to be talking about some major milestones, specifically within my life. Uh, we're also going to be talking about fighting for your life. Fighting for your life. Not just my life. We're going to fight for your life. We're also going to talk about douchey CEOs, listener questions, and a whole lot more. It's going to be fun. You know, I know we're only a uh, minute and a half or so into this episode, but I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be fun. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a good time. It's been a busy week for me. It's been a busy week. This is The, the show comes up on Friday, which means I have a whole week to live through before I get to you, right? while back, I said that I've got some big projects that are in the works, some big projects, and I can't talk about all of them yet. There's one that I am still holding off on. I, I, I'm hopefully going to talk about it before the end of the year. That should be pretty exciting, but I've got some very big news this week. Very big news. I'm very excited. Now, first of all, before we get to the very big news, first of all, next week, will mark the one-year anniversary of Chris to Chris, at least the Chris to Chris reboot, okay? Chris to Chris, as you know it, will be one years old. And that means we will have been doing this show for one year straight uninterrupted. No interruptions, no missing weeks. Now, I can't guarantee that's never going to happen, but I'm pretty happy to say that if I do that for a full year, that's pretty incredible, right? I feel like I should be getting some sort of prize. Trump is very uh, upset that the Nobel Prizes have been rigged against him. And I will feel like the podcast prizes have been rigged against me if I don't get some sort of prize for, for not missing a single week in my first year. So, uh, Mike, Mike, I hope, I hope you bought something nice for me for our one-year anniversary because that's one year of employment for you, buddy. It should be pretty exciting. It should be pretty exciting. But beyond that, Beyond that, I took my wife to the doctor on Tuesday morning. By the way, by the way, speaking of Tuesday morning, I don't know how colloquially, colloquial, colloquial, what's colloquial, colloquial. Mike, look that word up for me. I, I don't know how uh, local <laughs> this is for you guys, but my mom, when I was, when I was a kid, specifically like a, a young teenager, 13, 14 years old, 12, 11, getting less teenager as the story goes on. Uh, when I was young, when I was a young lad, my mom used to take me and my little brother on her uh, errands. And she used to take us to this store called Tuesday Morning. It was, it was, like, a, a, uh, it was like a thrift store. 
a thrift store that just sold a bunch of like artsy stuff and a mishmash of crap. Crap that middle-aged women would like. So there were a lot of middle-aged women uh, wandering around that store. And me and my brother and other, other children who got dragged there. It, it had this pugnant smell. You know, it smelled like like uh, potpourri that you might find at a thrift store. Didn't like it. They would they would sell toys. They would sell knockoff toys. Like, you can buy a Nerf gun, except it's not a Nerf gun. It's more like a, a fern gun. And it just wasn't good. Like, it wasn't a good Nerf gun. It, it, it would have the darts, the, the foam darts that looked just like a Nerf gun, but it sucked. It would shoot. It would just shoot this limp dick little Nerf shot that maybe went a foot or two out. It, it sucked. Anyway, I didn't like Tuesday morning. I didn't like Tuesday morning, and I guess that's the... Uh, the tangent I really wanted to take you down. Anyway, my wife and I went to the doctor on Tuesday morning. And it was a very early appointment. Very early appointment. It was so early that the doctors were walking into Kaiser wearing their pajamas, right? You know, they had the whole they had the whole pajama cap and gown from the old Disney cartoons. Donald Duck was there. It was it was it was early is what I'm trying to say. They they asked my wife on the phone. They said, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" Are you sure? We're, we're, I don't even know if we're open that early. It says it in the computer that you can you can be there, but I don't know if we'll be there. But we were there. We were there. Doctors eventually got to us. And uh, we get to the appointment. And the doctors used this uh, machine. And it looked through her stomach. And they found another person swimming in her belly. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa, my wife is growing a baby inside of her. Oh, Whew. I smile every time I think of it. I told, I told Mike earlier before the show started recording, and he couldn't stop crying. He was so happy. He was so happy. Last time we saw this baby was uh, maybe like, I want to say like two months ago. And it was about the size of... Uh, some chewed up gum, like several seeds maybe clumped together. But this time, the baby was like the size of a lime. The the, uh, the apps and the books all say it's about the size of my pinky. And it was moving all around. It was doing backflips and touching its feet. All kinds of wonderful tiny baby stuff. It was fun. It was fun. We're pretty excited. We are pretty excited about it. I gotta say, I'm pretty excited. You know, you're kind of nervous, but you're also very excited. Like, whoa! We made you! We made you, little dude, little girl. We don't know. We don't know yet. We'll know in a, a, a few weeks, most most likely. So, uh, we're pretty excited. But I gotta say, I do have to, to put this out there. I'm confused. I am definitely confused. First of all, where did this baby come from? You know, how did we make a baby? How did we do this? How, how did this happen? This is something I never knew. So I'm not, I'm not sure how we got to this point, but I'm going to get to the bottom of it before the show was over, one way or another. But first, we have to move on to our tip of the week. Now, a while back, I talked about the uh, public speaking class I took in college. Well, uh, it turns out that despite the way I told the story, public speaking was not the only class I took in college. I actually also took a class about ethics once upon a time. And by the way, just to go on another tangent here, by the way, 
I don't know if you've ever been to a college where you have to take a class and there's a prerequisite class, meaning there's a class you have to take before you could take this other class. Sometimes they will let you take the prereq concurrently, meaning at the same time as you could as you take the other class. So if you say you have uh, uh, ethics 102. But the prereq is Ethics 101. Sometimes you could take Ethics 101 and Ethics 102 at the same time. You know, if your professor isn't a bitch. So I talked to my professor during office hours. She looks me up down says, uh, no. No, you can't do that. I, you, can't, you, can't, uh, you can't take this class because there's a prereq. So I take the prereq first, waste my time, waste my money. Instead of just taking it at the same time, quarter later... I take the, the Ethics 102 class. And she starts the class saying, hey, if you guys are taking the, the prereq before that, that's cool. That's cool with me. <sighs> anyway, anyway, first day of class, right? Professor makes us do this exercise where we have to write down two things that we think are either uh, morally right or morally wrong. Everyone's writing, everyone's writing. And uh, after we're all done writing, uh, we, we uh, send our piece of paper to the front of the class. And she starts to read them out loud. She gets to me. She gets to mine. This is anonymous at first. She does not like my first moral. She says, who wrote down that it is wrong to put toilet paper rolls on backwards? Hmm? Who's the asshole that did that? I shot my hand up so quick, so proud. I said, I did. I wrote that down. And I knew I was onto something because there's another girl across the class. She said, thank you. Thank you. She knew. She knew it was up. It is wrong to leave the toilet paper roll on backwards. We should make that the tip of the week one time if we haven't already. She didn't want to talk about that. Though. The professor was not interested in uh, going down that road. Uh, she did like my other moral, though. At least she thought it was worth talking about. Because I said, it is not wrong to kill somebody if that person is attempting to kill you or a loved one. Boom, that is a moral quandary, right? That could fit in right in with your philosophy books, right? That got the class talking. They said, whoa, 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 we're talking about killing. We're talking about killing. Should I kill somebody? Should you kill somebody? Is that right? Is that wrong? You bring up the idea of killing somebody and people suddenly got something to say. One girl in particular... She had a lot to say. She, she wanted to make it clear that she thought that I was wrong. She said that not only is it wrong to kill somebody that is trying to kill you, it's also wrong to even hurt them, to harm them in any capacity. Mike, she took it a step further. Look, I asked her, I said, so if a guy breaks into your home and he starts choking you to death, you're just going to sit there and let it happen? She said, yes, yes. Mike, I shit you not. She said, if it's your time to go, then it's your time to go. Bitch, if you can grab a frying pan quick enough, it might not be your time to go. I don't even know how she got this far in life, man. I don't know. How do you live this long with that kind of instinct or lack thereof? If it's your time to go, then it's your time to go. She straight up tried to say that if a man was attempting to kill her, you know, steal her entire existence from this planet, she would just sit there and fight the urges of millions of years of survival instincts. She'd just ignore that, right? 
because it's wrong. You know, she's saying that this guy could hand her a loaded gun. You know, one hand is choking her to death. The other hand gives her a loaded gun, helps her point it at his foot, cocks it for her, and helps her find the trigger. And she wouldn't do shit with it. She wouldn't even shoot his foot, even though he was begging for it. So this week's tip of the week is don't be that girl. Don't be that girl. If somebody's trying to kill you, look, it's okay to fuck them up a little bit. I said it, okay? You know, I don't believe her, though. I don't believe this girl. She's lying. Don't be this girl. Okay, that's the ultimate tip here. Don't be this girl. Don't be the person that defends the dumbest possible arguments just to, to contradict somebody else. That's what she was doing. Nobody agreed with her in that entire class. Nobody said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If somebody's choking me to death, I'm just going to sit there. You know, I guess this is my time to go. This is my time to go. Stupid. It's stupid. Hey, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Sony did another one of their uh, State of Play videos on this last Tuesday. Hey, same day we found uh, the, the, the moving baby. Well, actually, like I said, we saw it earlier, but... Yeah, Sony was celebrating our baby with us by doing their State of Play videos. These are uh, Sony's version of a Nintendo Direct, except they're... What's a nice word for boring? They're boring. Look, Sony makes quality products. They do. Overpriced quality products. But they are a boring company with almost no personality, right? I, I hope they're a fan of the show, though, okay? Sony, you're boring as hell, but I hope you like the show. They, they just present everything so, so bland and sterile. Seriously. They, they, once upon a time, they made this uh, Smash Brothers ripoff game called... Uh, it was on the PlayStation 3. It was called PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, which is a... Terrible name for a video game. A terrible name for a entry entry title into a game. Hey, this is the first game. We're going to call it 25 words of nonsense. I didn't buy the game. I didn't buy the game because I didn't like it. I, I did play it. And I realized I didn't like it. It has the most boring presentation I've ever seen in a game that cost millions of dollars to make. So if you've ever played Smash Brothers, and if you're listening to the show, it's very likely you have. But Smash Brothers has the this announcer that he, he he just screams at you, Super Smash Brothers! And if you're you pick a character, it says Fox Kirby. PlayStation All-Stars or uh, PlayStation, what is it called? PlayStation Word Vomit Royale had the blandest menu and character selection I've ever seen. It's just this blue background and nothing is going on. Uh, if there's an, an announcer, he's just saying, oh, shit, uh, Parappa the Rapper, who gives a shit? You're not, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. You got Spotify on in the background. And I don't know if ranting about boring menus is an interesting topic on an audio show where I can't show you the boring menus, but I guess that is enough for me to, to understand that I need to, to move this story on, along. The point of these State of Play videos is that... Uh, they're pretty boring. I don't think that's the point of them. That's the point I'm trying to make. They're, they're boring. They're boring, okay? Sony does not do a good job of keeping the excitement. They, they have this, this... Okay, so with the Nintendo Direct, they are called Nintendo Directs because they're being brought to you by the people that work at Nintendo, the developers, for better or for worse. Sometimes they're really excited and they're telling you about this game they made, and sometimes you're just like, okay, dude, that's uh, 25 minutes of Animal Crossing. We got, we got it. We got it. 
but you could tell that they care. And when they're high, they're high. And when they're low, even when they're low, they're, you know, they, they've got something good in the coming up next. But with these state of play videos, they just hire this random voice actress and you don't see her ever. You don't, you know, she doesn't care. She's just talking. She says, oh, here's the next project from this studio. It was boring, but they did show off this game called The Last of Us Part 2. And I kind of liked the first game. I know I kind of liked it because I've beaten it probably about like four times now at least. At least. I like that game. And Sony first announced the sequel, The Last of Us Part 2, about 12 or 24 years ago. And, excuse me, on Tuesday they finally gave it a release date, which is February 21st, 2020. That's like less than six months from now. But we're bearing the lead here, Mike. We are bearing the lead. Because the big news is that if you pre-order now, you can actually get Ellie's backpack for only $230. Whoa! Ellie, if you don't know, she's the, the main character in The Last of Us 2, and she was one of the main characters in the first game. But uh, you can get her backpack now for only $230. That's in the, the special edition of the game. No, it, sorry. It's actually the... It's not the special edition. It's called The Last of Us Part 2 Ellie Edition. That's the real name. The Ellie Edition. Mike, the Ellie Edition of this game comes with the game, some keychains, a bracelet, and some other bullshit. But the big news is that you get a real backpack, specifically Ellie's backpack from the game. Wow, wow. And you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be the same backpack she wears in the game because it's going to be made from in like Bangladesh or Taiwan or China, somewhere where quality backpacks are made. This is the same backpack she uses. Mike, Mike, can I borrow $230? Uh, no, no. It's probably a good call. It's probably a good call. Uh, let's, let's move on. Let's move on outside of Video Game Corner. Let's turn the corner, if you will. Let's get back to this baby mystery, why don't we? How did I make one? Well, I guess my wife is helping uh, with this process, too. But what caused it, you know? Was it a, a big bang? <laughs> I remember hearing a theory as a child that babies were delivered by a large white bird called a stork. And I looked into this theory. And it turns out that storks do not actually have the strength to carry a human baby and fly for long periods of time. Turns out that they're just big birds that can fly. That's what a stork is. They hang out near the ocean, the water, got big beaks. But they don't care about human babies. That's not their thing. They like to eat. They're like an animal. All birds are animals that just want to eat and shit. So, about every 20 years or so, there's these non-stork products from Mattel. Uh, Mattel likes to, to put out these uh, pregnant Barbies every, every score, to quote Abraham Lincoln. So every 20 years, they put out a, a pregnant Barbie just to piss off some mom groups, apparently. Like, they just forget that, oh, yeah, we, we, we pissed off a lot of moms when we did this last time, but we made some money. So they, they, they put out a pregnant Barbie, and it's got a baby that kind of magnetically attaches to the stomach, or they just kind of shove it in through the plastic belly. But they never explain where the baby comes from. They just say, hey, Barbie went to an M&M concert and came back pregnant. Okay? But Mike... How did Barbie get pregnant? That's what I don't understand. How did the baby get there? How did it happen? How did my wife and I make a baby? We're going to get to the bottom of this. 
But first, let's move on to the news. This is a story that I wanted to cover for about a week now. I hinted at it last week. Wall Street Journal did this piece on the CEO of this office rental company called WeWork. The guy's name is, I think it's Adam, Adam Newman. He's this six foot five guy from Israel. And it sounds like he's, he's kind of a douche. I hope he's a big fan of the show, but he sounds like a douche. He's one of those quote unquote unconventional CEOs that you see on movies and TV shows like Silicon Valley. And, uh, well, he, he was. He was an unconventional CEO. Apparently, he's been pressured to step down from the company we work after this piece came out. I don't know if it's because of the piece uh, or not, but we'll, we'll get into that. Anyway, the article talks about a lot of things. Like, he, he's playing, he's one of those guys that wants to live forever. He can't look death in the face. And I don't blame him. You know, if you're rich as hell and the possibility of living forever is an option, why wouldn't you, right? Anyway, oh, he's apparently married to uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin, Rebecca. And if you don't remember, Gwyneth Paltrow is the woman that sells overpriced vagina eggs for her goop company. And uh, she's also known for forgetting what movie she's in. Uh, But the the Rebecca doesn't fall far from the bonsai tree, if you will. Uh, Rebecca's pretty quirky, too, you know? Uh, She's... uh, uh, Former employees said that quote-unquote, she pushes to infuse spiritualism in we. She's also in charge of their uh, preschool, which of course they have a preschool. It's called We Grow, and that costs about up to up to 42 grand a year. Oh, here's a good one. Article says, Miss Newman has ordered multiple employees fired after meeting them for just minutes, telling the staff that she didn't like their energy. That's what we're dealing with here. Picture that with me. Picture that with me, okay? You say, oh, hey, uh, Miss Newman wants to meet you. Miss Newman, that's the CEO's wife. She wants to meet you. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. My, my, the CEO is a freaking weirdo, and I got to meet his weirdo wife. All right, you go meet her. You're a normal person, right? And then you'll leave. She says, oh, Nice to meet you, Jack. Nice to meet you. Uh, can you step out? I need to talk with James. Jack steps out. She says, James, I want that man fired. I didn't like his energy. I didn't like his energy. It didn't sync with me. It didn't gel with me. So I want you to fire him for me, right? I'm not going to fire him. I need to go. Wait for me to go. Wait two hours and 12 minutes exactly before firing Jack. That's what we're dealing with. But I want to focus on the, uh, the best part of this article for our show here. It happened in 2016, which I guess makes this not technically news in the new sense, but I don't care. It's, it's an amazing story. So in 2016, Mr. Newman fired 7% of the staff at the company we work, and that's apparently just because they like to fire people. Because they fire people a lot in this article. And a few weeks later, after he fired 7% of the staff, he, uh, quote-unquote, somberly addressed the issue at an evening all-hands meeting at their headquarters. You know, he's, he's coming up to his people, being real kind of sad and broken up about it, you know? He said something along the lines of, look, it, it was a tough call. 
but we needed to cut costs and we're better off for it. And after he says that, employees walk in carrying trays of plastic shots full of tequila. Plastic shots full of tequila, right? And then they start toasting. You know? Sorry all those people lost their jobs. Who wants tequila shots? And then, and then the DMC half of Run DMC comes in. That's uh, Daryl McDaniels. And he hugs Mr. Newman, and then he starts performing the song, It's Tricky, while the, while the second rounds of uh, tequila shots start pouring. And you know the song, Tricky. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around all night on time. It's tricky, tricky. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I might have flubbed up the words a little bit, but you get the idea. You know Tricky. So... Let's put this in perspective. This asshole puts on a sad face and says, look, we had to fire all those people to save money. Now, let's take tequila shots and listen to a live performance by a famous rapper. But like I said, he's not CEO anymore, or he won't be soon. He's stepping down because the company isn't performing as well as he promised or something like that. Anyway, I just thought it was a pretty funny story. Thought it would be worth sharing. He and his wife sound, you know, awful. But I really hope they like our show. Whew. All right. I think I figured out uh, where this baby came from. And that's because I decided to use my brain. I decided to, to type into Google, where do babies come from? The very first result I got was from a review somebody wrote on this Amazon book called, Where Do Babies Come From? Our first talk about birth. You know, that's going to be fun. I looked at it. And honestly, this looks like a book that was written for children. And I'm not a children. I'm not a children. But apparently the book explains it this way. The sperm comes from the father's body and the egg comes from the mother's body. When it's time to make a baby, these two bodies fit together. The sperm finds the egg, and a seed may be planted in the mother's womb. Ooh, Mike, I think they're talking about sex. It's got to be sex, right? You know, the, the author said that the two bodies fit together, which is probably the sexiest thing I've ever read. And I do remember hearing a rumor like this when I was a kid. I just didn't believe it, you know? I didn't believe it. Couldn't it be. Couldn't it be true? But I think that this theory holds water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it holds water. Anyway, I can't stress this enough. Uh, I'm looking forward to this baby being born. Looking forward to seeing you, baby. Baby boy, baby girl. Looking forward to seeing you. My wife is too. It's going to be fun. You know, fun in a stressful, fun way. But I got to start saving now, though, because I had no idea that preschool is going to cost me 42 grand a year. It's reasonable, but it's uh, kind of pricey. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call listener questions. We have a lot of great listener questions this week. First question comes from Ken. Ken says, do you have a morning routine? Yes, I do, Ken. First, uh, what, I, what I like to do in the morning is wake up about uh, two or three hours before my alarm goes off. That's always fun. And then uh, finally, my alarm likes to go off about an hour before I need to be at work. At that point, I will shoot up and start cursing. And then I will walk over to the laundry basket or, or the, the drawers or the, the closet and try to find something to wear. 
and then I'll brush my teeth and my hair, maybe uh, straighten out the clothes with some sort of steamer or iron, something like that, and then I'll say goodbye to my wife, and then I'll drive to the slaughterhouse. That is my morning routine. Ken also asks, can I ask a question I've asked before? That is a good question. Yes, yes you can, but only if you use an accent. Please use an accent if you repeat a question. Joe asks, who does number two work for? Number two works for me and Mike Myers. Actually, I just realized that Austin Powers has the same name as the serial killer, Michael Myers. I bet I'm the first person to ever point that out. Hmm. Thanks for the question, Joe. Devin asks, can you talk about politics more? Not enough podcasts do that. Most definitely, Devin. We sure can. Maybe we can piss off everybody before the end of October. I think that's possible. You know, next week we can talk about why Trump is a terrible person. And the week after that, we can talk about why anybody who doesn't support our president is a terrible person. And, you know, assuming there's been no uh, podcast-related assassinations, specifically mine, by uh, 2021, I think we're going to cover the next election a little bit. You know, that's going to be in the, in the zeitgeist of the, of the Vox Populi. We're going to talk about it a little bit, you know? So, I, I try not to, to get overly political, but I think uh, this time next year, I will have uh, driven you mad with it. Ken asks, what gender do you identify as? I identify as a mailman. I am a male man. And I think a, a lot of people agree with me. Kolos Dolos. That's a great name. Kolos Dolos asks, what have I stumbled into? First time question from a Kolos. Kolos, you have stumbled your way into a comedy podcast called Chris to Chris which means you are now legally obligated to listen to this show forever. So uh, thanks for showing up, buddy. Devin asks, what are some of your searing hot takes? I like this question. This is a great question. Uh, I, I came up with a, a few for you, and I feel like I can answer this question on a semi-regular basis because they're hot takes. First, uh, first hot take of this week is uh, mumble rap sucks. I'll say it. You know, maybe that, Maybe that dates me. Maybe that makes me old. Maybe uh, I just don't like listening to uh, rappers with uh, a sock in their mouth and uh, coating pouring down their throat. I don't know. Mumble rap sucks. You know, it's not, it's just not good. I was about to go on a little rant for you. It's just not, and when I, mean, when I say it sucks, I just mean it's bad. Like, I just mean the quality isn't good. I'm not saying that you suck as a person. I'm just saying your tastes suck if, you, if, if that's what you're you're really into i just i just don't like mumble rap if you like mumble rap i just want you to know your tastes suck but i hope you like this show you know maybe you're a little bit redeemable in that sense uh also another hot take here is that this is something that's been bubbling in my head a little bit recently it's possible that disney's doug might have been better than nickelodeon's doug and i don't say that lightly because when i grew up it was popular to say that the Disney version of Doug sucks. The, the Nickelodeon one was better. And I think that was middle schoolers having nostalgia for something that was out five years beforehand. I think we were wrong. I think we were wrong. I think, I mean, that this is just me kind of blindly saying this. 
But the reason I say this is because uh, at nighttime, I like to watch old shows to fall asleep to. And for a few months, I was watching Nickelodeon's Doug. And if you rewatch Doug, there's not a lot going on. It's not a bad show, but it's a pretty boring show. And I feel like when Disney Plus comes out, Disney's Doug is going to be on it. And I feel like if I were to watch it, I'd say this is a better show. This is a better show. This is a more mature show. I don't think there's going to be any uh, hardcore sex or anything like that that I don't remember. But I'm pretty sure it's a better show. The creator was able to evolve. And, you know, he got that Disney freedom. You know, Disney doesn't let Doug smoke. Disney doesn't let anybody smoke. But the show was on ABC. And ABC was all about pushing boundaries. You know what I mean? My other hot take is that uh, Black Panther... Black Panther? Black Panther, the movie. It was just okay. It was just okay. It was not a bad movie by any means, but I was not... The, the real hot take here is my opinion of the, the villain. Everybody said that uh, Michael B. Jordan, he deserves an Oscar for playing that villain. But I just got the impression that he didn't give a shit. Well, who did he play? What was the villain's name, Mike? Uh, uh, Gold Panther? I, I can't remember his name, but uh, I almost had it. I almost had it. It would be on the tip of my tongue. Just wait for the end of the episode where I randomly shout the name of this villain. But yeah, I just thought I just thought he he just wasn't interesting. I, th- I thought his backstory was interesting, but I, he, I thought he played it like somebody who just didn't care. Who just didn't care. I liked him in that movie, uh, what was it called? Fruitvale Station? I think that's what it was called, based on a true story. That's a nice depressing movie if you're looking for a depressing movie. That's a callback to, I think, the last episode or another episode in the past where we talked about depressing movies. Fruitvale Station, I think that's the name of it, based on a true story. But... Uh, Black Panther, I don't believe Wakanda is uh, based on a, a real place, so I don't, I don't think it's a true story. But uh, yeah, I just thought Black Panther was alright. It was alright. I'm hoping for a better sequel. But uh, that's not coming for like uh, two, three years. Something like that. Devin asks, what are some of your searing hot cakes? Oh, I like that question. Uh, are, are hot cross buns considered cakes? I wonder if we could play that song. Uh, let, me, let me see if I got it. Okay. Hopefully we can uh, we can play that without getting in trouble. You know? Hopefully everyone's cool. Just a quick update for you. Apparently nobody on the internet is cool. And it is impossible to find the song. It's Heifer from Rocco singing Hot Cross Buns. Hot Cross Buns. They are so delicious. Hot Cross Buns. That is all. Disco Ballman asks his first question. Disco Ballman asks... Why don't you have more superhero guests? Great question. We should have more guests in general, I think. We should we should have people on the show all the time, but I think Mike scares them away. But I would love to have a, a superhero specifically on this show. Mike, Mike, do me a favor. Call Gwyneth Paltrow. Tell her that I've got an opportunity that she's going to remember for the rest of her afternoon. She doesn't remember a lot. Ken asks, have you ever worried someone might be uh, living under your bed? When I was in college, freshman year of college, I was uh, introduced to this website called something like Peter Answers, something like that. And uh, it was uh, essentially a prank, but 
it was the the premise was that you can ask a ghost named Peter questions and he would answer accurately, but you need a friend to ask the questions for you. And the friend was in on the joke. So I'm going to spoil this for you so that you can uh, prank your friends if you haven't heard of this website already. Essentially, you have to to petition Peter. And by petition, you say, Peter, please answer the following question, something like that. But the way you ask him the petition is you hit the period key on your keyboard. And then you start typing the answer to the question before you even type the question itself. So you say, hey, what do you want to ask Peter? And you say, hey, Peter, um, what color is my shirt? And so the friend who's on the keyboard types period and blue. But instead of seeing the word blue, you see Peter, uh, please answer the following question. And then you ask the question. And then it freaks out your friend. And the reason I'm answering your question this way is because uh, if, if you don't, you're not in on the joke and you just ask Peter yourself, you don't hit the period key. You don't type the answer in yourself. You're trying to get Peter to see if he actually knows. And he might say something like, if, if you're not in on the joke, he might say something like, I'm going to sleep under your bed tonight. And that'll freak you the hell out. That's what that uh, question reminded me of. So, uh, yeah, maybe once. <laughs> maybe once you might have been worried about somebody sleeping under your bed. But uh, Ken also asks, could you leave a plate of cookies under your bed tonight? I prefer chocolate chip. Hmm. I see a connection here. I actually prefer chocolate chip, too. Which is why uh, we are now, I think, out of chocolate chip cookies at my house. But if, if you can eat something like uh, cookie crisp cereal, that's kind of like chocolate chip. You know, If you can eat that, if you can tolerate that, you've got yourself a deal. Oh, Ken asks another question. He says, uh, Mike has seemed really down the past few podcasts. Have you thought of maybe hugging him more? I want to be honest with you, Ken. Mike is about one fuck up away from being banished to the basement. You know, being fed like a, a bucket of fish heads every uh, uh, twice a week. That's that's where Mike is headed right now. You, you hear me, Mike? You hear me? <laughs> Thanks for the question, though. Let's wrap this show up. How about that? With some poll results. Uh, last week, we asked on our Facebook page, we said, how do you feel about clowns? You guys were pretty decisive about this. Uh, only 13% of you said that, hey, you love clowns. You said, I heart Pennywise. And uh, 87% of you said that clowns should be outlawed. So I guess, th what, what's the word for clown, uh, fear of clowns? Is it uh, clownophobia? I believe that's what it's called. So this week we have a poll on our Facebook page. You can uh, answer it for us. That would be lovely. We ask, uh, somebody is choking you to death. What do you do? Of course, you can always uh, follow us on all of our social media. We're on Facebook at Up and Loaded. We're on Twitter at Up and Loaded. We're on Instagram at Up and Loaded. We're on our website, uploaded.com. It's been a fun episode, I think. Uh, like I said, my brain is in like this like magical zone where I'm looking forward to this baby. And uh, I, I'm going I'm to try not to hammer it into your head too much. But we will be talking about it more in the future. So, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. It's been a fun episode. I want you to be a part of this show for the rest of our lives. Uh, so please just do all of those things I just told you. I, I'm, I'm in that stage where I'm just rambling and 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 rambling. Okay, I can keep doing that forever. You get the idea. This has been episode 52 of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend. Or else.
Heyo, bonus question time. I just forgot. I, for, I forgot about this. I forgot about this. We have another question from Gareth. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, Gareth asks, should Boris Johnson and Donald Trump quit politics to form a comedy double act? Well, Devin, you wanted more uh, politics in your conversation? I think you got it. Gareth, um, I think that's probably the, the best case scenario we can hope for. You know? I think your people are kind of got your hands full with Boris Johnson. I just recently read that he was purposefully mussing up his hair. Per is that the word? Mussing up? Muffling? Uh, fucking up. I think that's the word I'm looking for. He was purposely sticking his hand through his hair and uh, right before he got on camera just to look like he didn't have it under control and it worked for him. And, you know, Donald Trump, he puts great care into his hair. So uh, that the yin and yang, the straight man, crazy man, or crazy man, crazy man, it's going to work for everybody, I think, uh, especially in any situation where they are not running a country. So, yeah, thanks for the question. Talk to you guys later. Communication.